with Wesley Euler and Arthur Mokes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Mokes, Wesley Euler back here on Steelers Nation Radio. And this is the Steelers Blitz, more importantly. And I might remind you, since this was the NFL Draft and there was a ton of excitement going on, you might have forgotten that this episode and every episode that we do is brought to you in podcast format. So what that simply means is, is Netflix for radio. Wherever you get your podcast audio, type in Steelers Blitz, spill with a Z, that's the West Virginia way, okay? But if you spell <laughs> it like that, you'll be able to find us. And when you do, make sure you leave a review, five star, one star, nothing in between. You either love us or you hate us, that's okay? It. Oh, and, and I did need to shout you out, too, because it was NFL Draft Weekend, and I know both of us were really, really active. I could see your social. You know I was on the Grizzine as well. But um, Thursday night, I was hosting the draft party down at uh, the stadium yeah, for were. the Sweet Holders, you know, uh, up there with, with the higher-ups. Down in Akershire. This I knew it was big time when, when they had me interviewing KPA. You 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 got the GM. So this I know we, we're moving up in the world, big time, moving big time world. moving up. You were interviewing the GM. I was interviewing a starting quarterback. All right? go. I mean, I tell so, you what. So, so that's no what we were big, doing this weekend. No okay? big deal. Just, just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. All right. But as I'm in this event with the sweet holders, I had a gentleman and his wife walk up to me. And they're like, man, um, we're big fans. Uh, I remember that from a year ago. He was like, yeah, man, we obviously seen you. And, you know, we, we love tuning into you, listening to you and West, man, that guy from West Virginia on the uh, on Still in the Street. I was like, yeah, man, without a doubt, bro, for sure. He was like, you know, um, I just wanted to let you know, man, it was an episode where Wes had talked about being on the road for one of the, the away games, and a person had walked up on him and called him out, and he was talking about how he just felt so important, so famous, and all this other stuff, and he was like, man, you know, it was really that West Virginia tag that did it for me, but it was actually cool to actually put a face with the voice and then become a bigger fan of him, so I did want to nice. shout you out to let Love you it. know that, man, your fans are still out here, bro. I wasn't they lying. So you verified that, that story. I did verify I the story. Wes did get recognized on the team play. It did happen. I did meet the couple. They were lovely. This is, you know, my second, <laughs> third year talking with them. Beautiful couple. But yes, that, that was accurate. He did see him. He said literally two things stood out. He was like, it was this kid that just looked like he did not belong, like he wasn't <laughs> old enough to be up there. And he was like, it was just this West Virginia tag on the back that you could not miss. He's like, all this other like Steeler, Steeler, black and gold. And it's just West Virginia sticks out. He was like, I put two and two together. Said that has to be him. I tell you what, that's smart. That's that's good deduction skills right there. A little, little process that, of elimination right there. If he, he looks like, like he's young. if he looks like he's 12 years old and he's carrying a West Virginia duffel bag, it's probably yes. that Wesley Euler guy yes. from SNR. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, but but I did want to make you our laugh, brand's, man. Our brand's growing, baby. You got to like hey, that, that's straight like that, man. Straight like that. I was like, I like this, man. But yeah, that's that was how our weekends were going, ladies and gentlemen. That was our weekends went okay <sighs> but getting back to this here draft man um as we continue to press through this thing keanu benton being the pick at 49 another one of those guys where we knew position of need could be, uh, could be in the trenches right offense defense that was the theme but there were still some options on the board at 49 as well but were you a little bit surprised that we went d tackle here versus 
potentially some of these other positions. We had some uh, inside linebackers available at that time, some higher end outside linebackers available as well. But we passed on essentially all of those guys for Keanu. So what were your thoughts, you know, when that took place? So I wouldn't say I was surprised, but I certainly felt this pick felt like the first one that was much more open than the first two. You know, first round, we had all talked about tackle and corner, tackle and corner. And I think particularly when the Steelers traded up to get pick 14, it felt like, okay, it's one of those guys that they've nabbed, right? That they've pegged as as the one as the one that they want. Um, The second round, same thing when Joy, as you kind of mentioned in our previous segment, when when Joy Porter Jr., when Brian Branch are still there, it felt like you're taking a corner, you're taking a defensive back, or you're trading back if someone makes you an offer you can't refuse because they want to go up and get Will Levis or or somebody like that. Jeez, all right, Godfather. Oh, they make you an offer they can't refuse. refuse. Lord, they put a horse's horse's head and said, you better give me pick 32 or else. Better better wake up with a fish head in the freezer. I tell you what, watch yourself. Um, this, this felt like the first, again, kind of pick where they could have gone a couple different ways and it wouldn't have been shocking. I think defensive tackle was one of those. Um, cause we know that they just, they want to replenish in the trenches. That's yeah. been, that's been one of the, the mantras, if not the biggest mantra of the off season. And they've got solid contributors right there now, but a lot of those guys are not 27 years old and, and, you know, just signed their second contract in the NFL type guys anymore. They're on the other side of the conversation and they uh, are on the back nine of their careers, if we will, right. To use, to use a golf reference. They, they're not teeing off on hole number three anymore. Right. They're more on like, uh, like 15 or 16 right now. They can see the clubhouse off. Not yet, but they can see the clubhouse off in the distance. We're, we're, we're me and you will be in about a month from now. You exactly. Feel me? Come exactly. on, That's right. For the Arthur Motes golf outing, baby. Hey, hey, now. I'll be about 30 shots over par by hole 15. So, hey, hey, it's all in your mind. All right. Just keep the eraser with you. It's all in your mind. <laughs> but that's why I love gar- golfing with Arthur Motes because he's the only person. Uh, besides me, it feels like who it just there's no bad day out there on the golf course. All right, it still it's beats impossible. Work. No Every matter, shot is a great shot. <laughs> no matter how mid we might be out there, it still it still beats still beats work for a day in the middle of June. That's for sure. Um, I did think that there was some chance that the Steelers could go either edge or off ball linebacker here at yeah. 49. Um, we all know, and I'm sure we'll continue to have the conversation about some of the questions at edge depth, you know, after TJ and, and Highsmith, who you feel really good about. And obviously we could talk about how, how Nick Herbig is going to play into that conversation right. here as well, too. Uh, but but I was not surprised that they went defensive tackle. Like I said, if, if you would have made me put a chip on it like we were at a casino, I might have thought that it would have been an edge rusher or a linebacker at this point. But right after that, I would have probably said defensive tackle. Um, it just it also, too, kind of felt like I think this was part of it. Um, you we we mentioned this a little bit with taking Broderick Jones and some of the tackles that had gone off the board early. Like you're starting to look at this defensive tackle class, and it wasn't crazy deep in the first place, and there weren't a ton of bodies left at this point. So I do think too, if you if you if it was a priority for the Steelers that you know we we want to add a day two defensive tackle, um, I, I I certainly think you were starting to run out of time even at pick 49 already in that regard. So. I, I like the pick of Keanu Benton. Like I said, I, I did think edge and linebacker was a possibility there, but I was not surprised that they went that they went D tackle D line there. Yeah, I share a similar sentiment. Um I personally wanted linebacker. I thought 
that, you know, when you bring in a Larry Ogunjobi, you bring him back, Cam Hayward's still here. Um, you talk about Brandon Fioku and uh, Armand Watson company. I thought that with Montrevis Adams that we had enough to not necessarily make it the bigger priority over the right. little bit more rangier inside linebacker or a true third outside linebacker. But D-line after that was definitely – you know, in the conversation. And when you talk about Keanu Benton, he was a part of that big five. When you're looking at the top nose tackle prospects or the top D tackle prospects, he was more polished than a Brian Brissim. He was, um, I thought he was more fundamentally sound than a Javante Dexter. When you talk about his ability to have positional flexibility, turn one position into three positions, he could play the nose tackle. He could play the one technique. He could play the three technique. He can also bump out and play the five technique in base, which is what Cam Hayward does. So when you talk about Akeanu Bitten, he's big enough in terms of the size to be our starting nose tackle. But you still have the upside that he could develop into a true three down D lineman with legitimate disruptor ability. This guy pushes the pocket really well. This guy manhandles guards and centers routinely because he's fundamentally sound. But he also has really good short area quickness between the B gaps. When you watch this dude, once he gets in the backfield, he gets a good amount of tackles for loss because of his ability to redirect when he gets behind the line of scrimmage. And most big guys like him, that's where they struggle at. They're good with the strength. They're good going straight, but they're not able to redirect. Keanu right. does possess that. And that's obviously, you know, what the Steelers saw, and we're really excited about that. And that's what makes this pick, even though it's not necessarily the sexy pick like a linebacker, it's a highly effective pick, and I do think it's going to pay dividends in the short term yeah. as well as the long term as well, man. I think With you're me? right. Like he's mm -hmm. he's he's a guy who just he's got the production at a position where it's hard to jump out on the step. Like mm -hmm. I think when you watch Keanu Benton's tape, there's a lot to like there, but a lot of times, Mozi, those those interior guys, like they don't the, the stats don't always match the tape. Right. It's like the Casey Hampton conversation. Like if you just mm -hmm. look at Casey Hampton on, you know, profootballreference.com or whatever, his numbers aren't going to jump off the page at you. Right. But when you watch the tape, you see the impact and you know what he meant. There was some of that with Keanu Benton, too. But I mean, four and a half sacks and, and 10 TFLs last year from the interior of the line. That's that's exciting production. It is. No, without a doubt. And the other thing I love about watching him on tape, he plays with such good effort. He's one of those guys that you don't have to ask him, does he want to make a play? He is going to go out there and show you he wants to make a play. Did one of those breakdowns on my YouTube channel, and literally that was the thing. When you watch Keanu, he is going to do whatever it takes to make a play, whether it's a TFL, whether it's a sack, whether it's just trying to chase a ball carrier down. Yeah. And when you think about RD line, who else plays just like that? Who else Cam is one of those guys Hayward. that chase you 30 yards downfield to get you? Cam Who else is one of them yourself, guys Herbert. that would do whatever it takes to get you? Who has played in a with a torn peck and still went out there and had three sacks? We talking about that type of effort. Mm -hmm. That's what Keanu is getting to walk into. It's true. It's contagious. It is very contagious, Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. That's a great point. And I think that's honestly – to go with uh to go with Joey Porter Jr. and Keanu Benton on this, I think you have to love the the, the position groups that they walk into. JPJ yeah. having a guy like Patrick Peterson, Keanu Benton having a guy like Cam Hayward. Mm -hmm. Um, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be very good for those young men. Yeah. But then after that, we had to leave the Big Ten and get back to the SEC. 
Oh, 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 oh. Can I get a dog in the house? If there's a bulldog in the house. You know, that's what they do down there, right? When they kick the ball off. No, no, no. No, they do that in Philadelphia, actually. Well, they might. They might now. They might have to change their colors. Okay, that's have to. They might have to change their colors to black and red. Hey, woo, what are y'all on? I said, okay, I can see, I can see the two, the two coaches that 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 love this thing because we taking them and y'all taking them. All right, got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, it's the Pennsylvania Bulldogs, right? That that is for a fact the scenario here. I was like, man, we got a lot of Georgia. They got a lot of Georgia now. I tell you what, it does direct those direct Jeez. flights were those direct flights were hitting from right <laughs> from, like, from, Atlanta, from Atlanta to Pennsylvania. Right, like man, this is beautiful, but. When you talk about that type of team, uh, the past two years that they've had, the amount of success they've had going back to back natties, it's a reason. And uh, ooh, I was about to sneeze. <laughs> and, it's um, just so beautiful. You have to compose It was so beautiful. Yourself. I was like, oh, oh, they're going to think I'm crying. I was like, no, I'm really about to sneeze, but I'm back. <laughs> Real quick, with, I don't know. Did, uh-huh. did you just did you see the stat? I meant to bring this up. Broderick Jenkins, 19 and 0 as a starter in his college career. Did you see this? Did you hear about this? Oh, oh Roger, no, no, no. I did not know that. 19 uh-uh. and 0 as a starter in his college career. They Man, never I lost a game that he started at left field. I love it. I, just I know love that that's sorry. I know that's out of left field, but You're I, I good, meant to but, mention but I also that. Saw, I also saw that this year he didn't give up a sack or have a holding call. Zero penalties, zero sacks allowed. Super impressive. <laughs> crazy, On a national crazy. championship winning team. Yes, dude. 19 yes. and 0 as a starter yes. in college. But Going to Darnell Washington, the thing that makes me even more excited about him as well as Brodrick is Darnell's 21. He is a young baby, mm-hmm. a baby. And when you talk about what he brings to the table, I broke down tape on him as well on my uh, on my page. And he's one of those guys that blocks like an extra offensive lineman. Like, we love Pat Frymuth. We love Zach Gentry. They ain't neither built, they ain't built them, like Darnell. <laughs> neither one of them are built like Darnell, nor do they block like Darnell. And we think they block pretty good. Darnell Washington is what we call a people mover. Yes. It doesn't matter if you're a D lineman. It doesn't matter if you're a linebacker. And let the Lord be with you if you're in the secondary. That's how Darnell Washington approaches the blocking element of his game. But then the added bonus is this. In the past, we've had to go extra alignment. Number 72, Zach Banner, he's eligible. Hey, it's Chris Hubbard, he's eligible. It's Joe Hawkins, he's eligible. And as a defender in the NFL, whenever an extra offensive lineman comes on the field, we all say blitz that guy. Because we know it's either going to be run at him or it's going to be play action pass, but he's not going out in a route. Correct. So it, it it simplifies it. And we would have a model here where we would say, if you're going to put an extra offense lineman out there or a fullback out there, you better make sure that it's worth your while because you know what comes with that. With Darnell Washington, though, you can't approach it that way because right. he legitimately gives you receiving ability. 100%. Not in the sense of I'm going to route you up, but definitely in the sense of vertical threat, combat, catch big, catch radius in terms of hands catching the football, consistently doing that, and also creates a lot of yak. His yak is created in the in a similar way to Big Ben being elusive, just a big body that's extremely tough to tackle. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily going to shake and bake you, but will stiff arm you, will lower the shoulder on you, will jump over you. That's what Darnell Washington brings. And as a defender, it makes you – it puts you in a bind. 
you're going to have to play base defense because of those capabilities. And now you're going to get linebackers trying to cover Darnell Washington and Pat Fryer right, potentially. Right. This is a great situation for us, man. I love this pickup. Me as well, too. I mean, you're absolutely right. This is a guy that I, a lot of people had had graded as a first-round talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I reference, you know, I, I like Dane Brugler, Brugler a lot. He's the NFL yeah. draft guy for The Athletic. He's the one who puts together The Beast, which is a 300-page yes. guide. And, like, he can he, he can tell you what these, you know, this guy played uh, tennis in middle school. And because of mm-hmm. that, he has really good footwork. I mean, the, the detail and the research that Dane does every year is insane. He had Darnell Washington as the 30th best player in this draft. No, I mean, 100%. He's like that, bro. A lot of yes. people had him as first round grade, top 30, mm-hmm. top 40, top 50 type player. Easily. And you get him at 93. I mean, Wes, it, it you was... know how many mock drafts I did. I've seen and evaluated and if any mock draft would have had Darnell Washington going in the third, we would have threw it away. We would have torn it up and laughed at it. Mm-hmm. Heck, him even going in the second round at times, we're like, bro, he's not going to last at 80. He's not going to last at 50. What are you talking about? Right, right. Like what? So for us to get him at 93, oh, my gosh, this is beautiful. It's 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 great. And it's even if there is maybe something medical there that that's a, that's a concern, you ease him in, you take your time, you've got bodies at that position. Um mm-hmm. but I'm I'm with you. He is just such a we know Pat Fryermuth is is has got the tools and is a very good tight end and could become one of the better tight ends yeah. in the league. We all know Zach Gentry has developed himself into a guy that belongs on a roster on Sundays, has a skill set. That, that you want on your team. Cam Hayward, who's kind of the, the jack Killer of all Cam. trades, right? I just said Cam Actually, Hayward, sorry. Connor Hayward. Connor like, Hayward. Definitely pardon Connor. Me. Yeah, definitely Connor. Pardon me, pardon me, yeah. pardon me. Connor I was like, Hayward. I don't shout Cam's, out Killer Cam on offense. Cam's younger, Cam's younger yeah. brother, Connor. That's just Connor over there. His unique skill set and his athleticism and what they're able to do with him. Like, you're not drafting Darnell Washington in the first round being like, we need this guy on day one to be... We Kyle Pitts type situation, Correct. right? Like where yes. we need this guy to be a dude for us on day one. If there maybe is some lingering medical thing there, you can take your time with him. You can ease him into this thing. And just his skill set compared to what they have is so unique. They, they don't have a, a 6'7", 265 yeah. type guy who can run with 4'6 speed. Thank I mean, you. he... Motsi, you cut on the tape, and it's crazy mm-hmm. impressive because he's mossing dudes in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just using his size and his strength to go up and get the ball above dudes in the end zone. And then you'll you'll watch another play from the next week where he's hurtling over dudes and making yep. guys miss in the backfield. Like, uh-huh. it's, it's, a, it's a scary skill set, and I there is a lot of upside with Darnell. I mean... We like we could talk about Broderick Jones and Joey Porter Jr. and the upside there, but in terms of if you just look at the body of work of where they drafted all these guys yeah. and where they could end up, like this could be one of those we redo this 2023 draft 10 years from now, and he's a top 15, top 20 pick. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the value that you end up getting on him could be ridiculous for a guy who legitimately could contend, you know. It, it, listen, it, he's he hasn't even played his first had his first Steelers practice or game yet, right? But this is legitimately a guy who has the skill set, who has the body type to be a Pro Bowl All Pro type player. Mm-hmm. And if you get if you get one of those guys at pick ninety three, that's that's just fantastic. No, one hundred percent, man. 
Um, I guess I just think that not only is he going to boost our pass game, but he's also going to help out our run game in a major way. Najee, Jalen Warren, they're going to benefit largely from what Darnell brings to the table. He said, man, so far when you're talking about these first four picks, Omar Khan, I feel like he knocked those first four picks out the park. Um, Just beautiful to see that. And when you talk about this being his first go around, I do think that, you know, (laughs) the arrow is definitely pointing up and we should all just continue to be optimistic surrounding him in these picks right now, because just for those to be the first four, we haven't even, we'll get to the last three uh, when we get out of this break real quick. But, you know, we're talking about those first four picks though. That is something when you're like, man, the potential to have four legitimate starters coming into this thing out of that draft class. That's what you're looking for each and every year, man. How many starters or potential starters do I have in here? And Mm -hmm. you can see within the first year to two years, the potential that these guys are going to bring to the table. But um, we're going to get ready to take this last break real quick. But when we come back, man, we'll talk about our final three picks and maybe even have some time to get to a tweet or two. But y'all don't touch that. That's Art the Motor and that's Wesley Euler. And this is Steelers Nation Radio.